Let's enjoy today's message by Sam Adiemi. Don't give up. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18, Message Bible. So we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart on us, on the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more hair than meet the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we cannot see now <laughs> will last forever. Wow, wow, wow. Paul's experiences confirm to us that powerful people also have challenges, right? We've drawn illustration from the life of the Apostle Paul in the Bible. And his life confirms to us that hmm, powerful people also have challenges. Let me refresh your memory from 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 28, New Living Translation. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent the whole night and the day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and dangers from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then, besides all these, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> How many of us have experienced anything near what Paul the Apostle experienced? But the one thing I want you to know is it starts with are they servants of Christ? I am also a servant of Christ. I know there's a tendency to, to, to wonder, why should I have these many challenges as a Christian? Am I not a Christian? Am I not a child of God? <laughs> right? That's the puzzle for many Christians. And I just want to say exactly, it's actually because you're a Christian. That's why you attract the devil and attract the challenges and the trials. <laughs> So why did Paul have all of these troubles? Because of what he was carrying. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7, he said, we have this treasure in 18 vessels. We have this treasure, treasure in 18 vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. You are carrying something. That's why the devil wants to beat you black and blue, throw you up, throw you down, knock you down, just to make you give up. <laughs> and not unleash on our world what God has invested on you. You are more powerful 
than you think. Hallelujah. We have this treasure in 18 verses. It's inside. Sadly, most people don't recognize it. And that's why we don't realize that the challenges are coming because of the weight of what we carry. Ah, help me to tell someone sitting close by, I am carrying something. New levels attract new devils. Have you had that before? Absolutely. You want to take over new territories, new breakthroughs? There is a, a proverb in our local language in Nigeria that says, the bigger the head, the bigger the headache. <laughs> However big the head is, that's how the headache is when it comes for the person carrying the big head, right? Honestly. <laughs> what is... Um, hmm. You think you have financial challenges. You need to hear the figures of people are dealing with right now. Come on. In Luke chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, after the baptism of Jesus, New Living Translation, Luke 4, 1 and 2. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. As soon as he was baptized in River Jordan, and God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The heavens opened over him. He was led into the wilderness and Satan tempted him 40 straight days. Come on. After empowerment came the temptation. You are carrying something. <laughs> I was at a conference this last weekend where I met someone, a businessman and pastor, who flew all the way from the UK to be in Canada to be at the conference. And he told me his story. How many years ago, as a business person, he was making an income of a billionaire a month, and then everything crashed. Within the space of three months, everything was gone, and he was deep in debt. And he said the thing affected him so much, he, he, he contemplated suicide. That's how bad it was. Then he would look at himself and wonder, am I the one that became like this? And then he said, he had a message that I had preached. It's titled, I am more than this. That message is over 25 years old. <laughs> it was at the early, early years of our church. He said, I am more than this. He said that message, God used that message to heal him and to power him back. And now he's back in business, he's also doing ministry, everything is growing. He said he would never forget that experience. That message, God used it to so minister to him that he has it permanently on his uh, tablet and he carries it around. So usually, usually a week will not go by without him listening to the whole message again. He said, whenever he faces any challenge, he just goes by, listens to the message, and he gets a solution. <laughs> by inspiration, he knows what he should do. I said, what? A message I preached over 25 years ago? God is amazing the way it works. Then I said to him, I said, actually, you know what? I was in that state 
<laughs> when I preached that message. <laughs> so I understand what you're talking about. I was actually in that situation. I preached that message. Church members thought I was preaching to them. I was preaching to myself. That title, <laughs> I am more than this. When my circumstances were lying, when they were running totally contrary to what God had told me, and I would drive into the environment where our church was located. It was run down, muddy water everywhere. It did not look like the vision God showed me, you know. And I, I would say to myself as I drove into the premises, this is not me. I am more than this. And I had said that for some time. And one day I decided to pour it out before church members. I still remember clearly. It was a midweek service where I poured out my heart. I am more than this. The cassette sold and sold and sold for months because I did not realize I was not the only one that was in that scenario. Hallelujah. And I'm saying to someone here today, God takes a message and uses it as a, as a means of breakthrough, a means of creating a way for someone. That's what 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says. That God is faithful. He will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we're able to bear. But he will, with the temptation, do what? Make a way of escape. I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ. That way, heaven will reveal it to you in the name of Jesus. Mm -mm 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 -mm. So I remember some two and a half years ago when I realized things were changing. You know, we weren't able to travel to Nigeria and all of that. And I was asking, Holy Spirit, what is this? What's going on? And I was getting these strong messages. And I was asking, Lord, what is this about? And he said something to me clearly. It's a John 12, 24, 25 scenario. I am taking you through a death and the resurrection experience. Now, everybody knows it's not easy to die. So with that, I knew there was some rough scenario coming. Tough, 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 rough scenario. But then as we came into this year, the Holy Spirit said, <laughs> the dying season is over. The resurrection season is here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains the way it is. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. John 12, 24 from the King James Bible. It, it bringeth forth much fruit. And that's why we declared this is our much fruit season. So I'm happy to tell someone we're in the resurrection season now. Hallelujah. We are in the resurrection season now. And the resurrection is a miracle. A seed disintegrates in the ground. Disintegrate. That disintegration is one that is not easy. That is the one people see. Even you feel it. Things are not the way they used to be. But hold on. After some time, something new sprouts. Something that has never existed before sprouts. Hallelujah. <laughs> The creative power of God goes into operation. And right now, I'm prophesying on someone because it's our much fruit season. <laughs> our season of miraculous fruitfulness, God called it. I prophesy on someone. I speak to that life. I speak to that dream that God put inside you. I speak to that prophecy that God gave you. And I prophesy them into manifestation in the name of Jesus. I prophesy that you become a new woman. I prophesy right now you have become a new man, a new dimension to your life that has never been seen before comes into manifestation now in the mighty...
once in a while you find yourself in that kind of a scenario that happened with Saul and Samuel. When Samuel prophesied over him in 1 Samuel chapter 10, he said, you will come to a company of prophets. They'll be playing with musical instruments. He said, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. He said, and you will be changed into another man. I prophesy that this is that season in your life. Trials never leave us the same. I declare whatever challenges may be going on, whether personally or in the environment, they will not leave you the same. You're turning into a different person with capacity to function at a higher level. I declare in Jesus' name, your brain will function now at a higher creative level. In the name of Jesus Christ, I prophesy for someone, your season of promotion is here. Your status has changed. Everything will show it. You will attract opportunities you never attracted before. You will attract resources you never attracted before. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you will solve problems like you never solved them before. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let me remind you that those of us that belong to Christ have the resurrection gene in our system. Hallelujah. <laughs> ah, you can't bury us. We will sprout. <laughs> Woo! We have the resurrection gene in our system. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. Let me read it from the Message Bible and we pray. Romans 6, 3 and 4, Message Bible. Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? That is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into a new country of grace, a new life in a new land. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we are lowered into the water, it is like the burial of Jesus. When we are raised up out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. Hallelujah. So for us, it's not only burial. There's always a resurrection. Every time Satan thinks that he organized something that will bury us, he makes a mistake. We're coming back. Somebody say with me, I am bouncing back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet it's no longer I that live. It is Christ that lives in me. You see that? Hallelujah. The life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Since it is Christ now living his life through me, no more death without resurrection. No more burial. No more crucifixion without resurrection. Every single time something goes down, it will bounce back up. Hallelujah. I prophesy in your finances, a resurrection. <laughs> For your business, a resurrection. In your career, a resurrection. I speak to the cells of your body right now. I speak to the organs in your body. Anything that has stopped functioning, come alive. In the name of Jesus Christ, there is a resurrection. Your own path. So once you know God has not provided for you to be buried permanently, then the one thing God expects from you is faith. Stop looking at the things that are happening around you. Keep your focus on God and what he has said. 
2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by the things we see. Hallelujah. We walk by what God has said and who he is to back up what he said. Hallelujah. Your own role is to hold on, to refuse to give up. <laughs> like the one armed boy in his hometown, once a year, they would have a competition, have a scenario where each family would present their boy, you know, or their boys with one ram each. And all of them would come out into the arena and the whole town would gather together. And then once they blew the whistle, what each child needed to do was, sorry, the rams were provided by the city, right? And then each child took the ram. If you were able to wrestle yours to the ground, you took the ram home. And there was this boy. He had only one arm. And with that only one arm, he held the ram. And one by one, his age mates, his contemporaries, they were taking their rams down and they would clap for them and they would take their ram away. But this boy was struggling and struggling and struggling to get the ram down. You know, when it was now only him left, and everybody saw he had only one arm, everybody began to pity him. So some people then went by and said, son, let it go. I'll give you another one. And the boy said, no, he's mine. Now I'm taking him home. <laughs> they pleaded with him. Some even began to have tears in their eyes. The boy refused. Until eventually he wore that ram out and the ram went down. <laughs> and the whole stadium went in an opera. You have to be like that. Let the devil know. <laughs> Only God will have the last say in this matter. And I'm going to play my own part. I'm not packing up and going anywhere. I'm locking in to the blessing God pressed me. Let me remind you. It is your resurrection season. This year is not over yet. I prophesy in the remaining days of this year, you will see miracles of resurrection. What we thought was lost is restored many times over in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He did not give up, went to the cross, and after the burial, there was a resurrection. I prophesy right now in the name of Jesus, dead relationships come back to life. Whatever siege Satan is laying on that home, on that marriage, on that relationship, it may even be a business relationship, it may be a work relationship, I destroy Satan's siege. In the name of Jesus Christ, every spirit causing confusion, misinterpreting people's words to one another, I destroy your power now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I prophesy peace where there has been chaos. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy joy where there has been sadness. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy healing. <laughs> I prophesy heal physical healing, emotional healing, mental healing, spiritual healing. In the name of Jesus, your prayer life is coming back on fire. In the mighty name of Jesus, I prophesy the restoration of authority. Okay, we agree you made a mistake, but with God, there's forgiveness. 
and the blood of Christ cleanses all our sins away when we ask him for forgiveness. And now there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. I declare in Jesus' name, the power of guilt is destroyed. And whatever it is you lost, I prophesy it is restored in the name of Jesus Christ. If you believe that, say a powerful amen. All right, say this with me as we pray. I am a child of God. Giving up is not in my DNA. I have the resurrection gene of Jesus. My challenges are tiny potatoes compared to the glory of God coming in my life. I look to Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. I receive revelation for my transformation. I ascend to a higher level of blessing and impact. I declare, this is my resurrection season. I have been changed into another person. In Jesus' name. If you believe that, say a good amen and give Jesus a big hand clap. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you because I've spoken your words, not mine. And I ask right now, Father, let your power rest on everyone that is a part of this service. Let your resurrection power engage everyone. The way you broke the hold of death on the body of Jesus, we declare the hold of failure, sickness, poverty, and whatever it is on everyone is destroyed in the name of Jesus. And as the power of the Holy Ghost raised Christ from death, so the power of God raises each of us right now. We receive this miracle of transformation. We receive this miracle of transformation. Thank you. Because there's an explosion of testimonies going on right now. Our circumstances are changing because we have changed. We give you the glory and the praise. We give you the glory and the praise, Lord. In Jesus' name. I pray for the person who is a part of this service who says, Pastor, I can't be lying before God. My relationship with God is not okay. My relationship with God is not okay. I want God to forgive me my sins because sin is the greatest problem between us and God. And God sent Jesus to die on the cross for those sins. And it is the power that raised Christ on the cross that God gives us now to live our lives. If you're that honest person, can you put your hand on your heart? I can't be lying before God. My relationship with God is not okay. I want God to forgive me my sins. Can you please put your hand on your heart? God bless you. God bless you. If your hand is on your heart, wherever you may be, at home, in the hotel, in church, can you say this prayer after me? Dear God, I believe that Jesus paid for my sins. I ask you to forgive me and to accept me as your child. Thank you for hearing my prayer in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that said this prayer. Thank you because their sins are forgiven. Thank you because they have become new people. The nature of sin has been removed from them. Your own nature is in them now. We're grateful. So we pray together with them, that you will teach them to know you personally and that you will teach them to love you and to love other people the rest of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, come on, let's give Jesus a big hand clap for every one of them. God bless you for making this awesome decision today.